G'day and welcome to the Fly Fisher Podcast. Since 1967, we've been spreading the bug of fly fishing. Join us as we celebrate the fun of fly fishing and chat with characters that enjoy it as much as we do. Whether you're just starting out or have some experience, we hope our ego-free commentary helps demystify fly fishing and inspires you to visit new places and try new techniques. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. We have lots making news in fly fishing this week. Today I'm joined at the table by Max and Andrew. Say hello boys. Hello listeners and hello Peter. Hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so Lots making news, eh? Heaps. There's mm. That list is massive. It's the biggest I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just also because I could be bothered writing it all down. Strap yourself in for another three hour episode. <laughs> Um, but no, there has been lots happening and customers are all reporting great fishing. That seems to all be continuing. Absolutely, yeah. Lots of places opening back up worldwide and yep. uh, people going on lots of trips. Yeah, I think that's really ramped up again, Yeah, hasn't it? You know, I like, think you can sense that people are travelling overseas and they're making up for lost time. Yeah, international travel definitely is back in the fullest of swings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even locally, you know, yeah. I think yeah. domestic travel is probably as vibrant as ever, really. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. know what the stats are, but... Everyone's leaving Melbourne. Yeah, no, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, locally, uh, weather has been a little bit rough here in Melbourne the last few weeks, but uh, the rain has been steady. Not, Don't use not this as a way to talk about climate change, Max. <laughs> yeah, no, this Max. This isn't the forum I've had for enough it. of it. <laughs> now, we set, we set some parameters before we started. <laughs> we should have included Did that we? one. Did we? Politics, <laughs> yeah. climate change. No politics. religion. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Now, the rain has been steady, not heavy, so I think the streams are in just fantastic condition at the moment oh. and uh, I'm he- heading up this afternoon but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Perfect time of the year to be nymphing it or is. you're a nymphing. Yeah and a great time just to be fishing in general I reckon. Bigger like fish this. around. Yeah and those like I don't know just this time of year it's pretty positive on the water you get the mist over the water and it's pretty I don't know it's positive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I was getting a bit spiritual yeah, there wasn't you all right? Yeah oh, maybe I'm just missing it. <laughs> Because anyway. you don't fish. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, this time of year also spells spawn run, which is yeah, firing this year. Yeah. It, it, yeah. From all reports that you can be in spawn run has been going now for weeks. Yeah. Which yeah. is We're crazy. into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, fresh fish in the river, all of great size. You know, it, it's all happening. I think the lake's quite high. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that fishable area at the river mouth there is probably pretty limited and no doubt there's a lot of pressure, a lot of anglers there at the moment having a good time, but I'm sure you could get further up river and you'd still find lots of fish. Well, that's a trick. I mean, you can fish uh, the designated spots or where you think uh, you should be, but uh, the rest of the river or rivers are still worth a shot. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Of course, we've got your fried eggs, your poached eggs and your easy overs. And and <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, every single glow bug, you know, known to man, we've got in our fly bins at the moment. So if you're heading up to Yukonbean and you need to fill that fly box, you know exactly where to go. We also have dedicated collections to spawn runs. So it's hand-picked selection, bombs, eggs, really heavy nymphs. By one of our expert staff, hand-selected by, No. Sure, hands like <laughs> by you, Peter, <laughs> by me, expert, the expert, the fly fishing expert. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a bit of new gear that's rocked up in the last little bit, or do you want to? I reckon uh, let's focus on destinations a little bit. Okay, mainly on them opening up Christmas Island. 
Yeah, big news um, in, uh, yeah, what, just this week, I think yeah. it was announced, wasn't yeah. it? That yeah. Fiji Airways are back into Christmas Island. So not the Australian Christmas Island, of course, we're talking about the... Uh, CXI. CXI, Kiribati, the one of the world's great flats fishing the destinations. The fishing destination. Yeah. Um, yeah, been shut for so long, like since COVID, and it obviously has taken just such a bloody long time for it to ramp up again, but bloody good news. It is, yeah. And if you want to get there, Scotty X of Wilderness Fly Fishing. Yeah, he's got a, a, a really good direct relationship with a, a lodge operation there. And if you're looking for a package uh, travelling from Melbourne or Sydney or wherever you are in Australia to Christmas Island, that's definitely the best package that you can get on board with. Um, but yeah, Scotty, he, he does a great job. He's fished Christmas Island a, n- a number of times. He knows the place like the back of his hand. But uh, I know he is absolutely chomping at the bit to get back there because it has been so long. But um, yeah, we've had a lot of, I guess, people that have been waiting for that and um, it's it's finally happening. Mm. So um, yeah, those people that are going to be some of the first groups to go into Christmas Island for so long, they're just going to absolutely cream it. That is pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. Like those those fish won't have seen flies for so yeah. long. And it's seeing how quickly saltwater systems and saltwater fisheries can recover and yeah. turn around, uh, yeah, it'll be special. Yeah, so be one of the lucky first few in there and sign up for a trip with Scott at Wilderness Fly Fishing. Uh, we've got him coming in too, right? Yeah, we've got him coming in on the 23rd of May, which is a Tuesday at 5.30pm for a chat about gear, the species of uh, Christmas Island, and just the fishery in general, what's available to yeah. guides. He's got such an intimate knowledge of that place and, um, yeah, he's going to have a, a really well-put-together presentation on, on how to make the most from a trip to, to Christmas Island. So if you can get along for that evening, it's from 5.30 on Tuesday the 23rd. Put it in the diary and we hope to see you. Yeah, awesome. Um, and we've got some trips running to Patagonia later in the year. Yep. In yep. the works. Yeah, Jurassic Lake in Patagonia. Uh, the end of October, I believe, into the start of November. Uh, still some positions available on that too so if you want to fish the world's greatest rainbow trout fishery the place to catch rainbow trout it is the place um that that's the trip to do so it's at estancia laguna verde which is the best lodge on the lake um and has access to the most fishable area of any you know guiding operations so um definitely a great opportunity it's the sort of thing that normally books out well 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 in advance um but nick raygart of uh gin clear travel he's been able to reserve some dates and um he's reserving those spaces for aussies and kiwis so jump on board and anyone that knows nick or see has seen his work um pure fly yep. nz next level fisherman video creator travel agent he's the real deal yeah when i think of you know, good fly fishers I know. He's in the, like the top three. Yeah, you guys are freak show. But yeah, if you and you're also you put yourself in that top three too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> bottom three, actually. <laughs> the bottom um, of the top three. Yeah, yeah, still three. yeah, yeah, yeah. Third, <laughs> third. Uh, no, I'm still learning. <laughs> that sounds Everyone's very exciting. Patagonia. What a fantastic, romantic. Amazing you should go, Maxie. I'll, I'll think about it for the food too, Max. I mean, you're yes, just a young guy, yes, not much yeah. cash, so. You know, <laughs> Argentina has, has had its fair share of yeah. Miss Worlds as well. It has, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep. yes. Um, mm. But yeah, many reasons to go to Argentina. Absolutely, and I'm dying to go. But I'll be in Montana in September, so October may be a little bit of a challenge for me this year, but it's certainly on the bucket list. Yeah, nice. nice two, two, four. 
You got a bit to look forward to then, don't you? I do, mate. This is good. Just life in general is uh, good to look forward to. But yes, there's some good Every things. This is a, a really day. spiritual, philosophical uh, um, spodcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, reports, you know, it's all happening out there. That really you can't go wrong on the rivers at the moment. Um, but the lakes out west as well. Yeah, firing. Mm. Um, mayfly fishing is probably wrapping up a little bit. Um, and we're definitely transitioning to the smelting period, which is equally as exciting as the mayfly period. I feel like the fish at this time of year are just active, aren't they? Oh, they're hungry. R- they're just hungry. They're yeah, hungry. rivers and lakes, they're just sort of, there's a lot going on and they're just into it. So get out there and make the most of it. Brave the cold. Make sure you've got some decent wet weather gear. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you'll have a good time. Look a little bit broader. We've got a fishing report. We do. From the salt. Yeah. Um, little trip to the Whitsundays. It was pretty special. It was pretty special. Just you and me. Peter and the I got to, sh- got to share a room. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great trip. You know, we weren't lucky with the weather. Um, and so that is just part of the program when you travel – Anywhere, anywhere. On the east coast, I think oh, it's part of the part of the deal when you travel anywhere. It could be shipwreck coast here. Yeah, it could be the rivers, northeast Victoria. Absolutely, but yeah, certainly what we saw was glimpses of sensational fishing. And oh, I think with a sensational guide too, John Hankey. Yeah, John Hankey. Um, it, we've recorded a podcast with him. Yeah, um, specific, how to fly fish Australian flats. Yeah, um, yeah, specific to flats fishing and and covered everything you really need to know to to fish any of our Australian flats. So. Um, give that one a listen. Oh, 100%. You'll get yeah. a lot out of it. Um, it's the kind of one you'd probably want to sit down with a pen and just make some notes, Let, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if you want to further your reading on flats fishing or saltwater fishing in general, John runs Fly Fishing, the Fly Fishing Masterclass, yep. which is an online tutorial subscription-based service where he covers everything from flats fishing to trout fishing. It's really a really, really good resource, especially getting into it or – even if you're into it already and need to brush up on some stuff. What he's created there is pretty special, isn't it? Oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, a man with such experience, you know, filming wild fish, the fishing DVD, fished all over the world. Yeah, he's seen it all, you know, um, and often seen these places when they were in their heyday. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he's one hell of a a saltwater fisherman, just fly fisherman in general. You know, he's a good casting instructor. Um, But, yeah, the the short tutorial-style videos that you fire – find at flyfishingmasterclass.com um you'll learn a lot from them 100 percent, definitely um yeah we had bad weather but we caught good fish we did yeah yeah we had sort of glimpses of good fishing um we saw a lot of permit on the flats one day a lot mm. yeah but they weren't hungry not like the trout at the moment no mm. not like the trout at the moment um but yeah we we'll fished for some dam barra that also weren't hungry yeah, God, native fish, hey? Oh, they just man. switch on and off, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, But when it happened, it really happened. Oh, man, it, yeah, those bite windows, those <laughs> bite periods are just something different. Yeah. They are just something different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, John, he had his sound just, you know, dialed in really well, and we knew when we were on oh, fish. Oh, man, it, it was, was just, insane. Yeah. I thought of writing something for Flystream, actually, just that topic of perseverance, just how much that separates it's, the men from the boys, like, and particularly targeting fish like that, there's no skill or, uh, you know, extra thing. It's just perseverance. If your fly's not in the water, you're not going to catch fish. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're willing to cast for eight hours without a bite, then you're going to catch fish. Yeah, and we saw that even on the flats one day with me. We had terrible cloud cover, waiting Mm. for the tide, 
to change to see some tails and I was just flogging, picked up a Goldie, picked yeah. up a GT. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. yeah. If you're willing to put in the hard yards, then you will catch fish. Yeah. You know, that most uh, comes to my mind when I'm fishing lakes on days where there's nothing happening, you're not seeing anything visual. And I keep saying to myself, if I do this for six, seven, eight hours, I'm going to get a shot. I'm going to get two shots. I may get three shots. Yeah. The trick is converting those one, two or three shots. Oh, 100%. Sure. And if yeah. you stuff it up, it's like, ugh, you know. But it is perseverance, absolutely. Yeah. you just got to have resilience and just, yeah. and just believe that eventually something's going to come and eat your fly. That's right. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's not just sort of standing there going through the motions half asleep, is it? It's no. fishing every cast. No, like, you're, you're anticipating a take every cast. Now, there's yeah. some people that do that really well. I do it okay. I tend yeah. to drift off a little bit. <laughs> uh, and that's when you get a hit. But, uh, yeah, you've got to – it's not going through the motions, absolutely. Yeah, so no, we had a great time with John. We learned a lot, um, and it's certainly a fishery that we'll we'll go back to. But um, John, if you're listening, mate, thanks for having us. We had a bloody oh, good time. Absolutely. Um, what about some pieces of gear that we're loving this week? Uh, I want to talk about the Orvis boat bag. Yeah, yeah, you love that thing. Oh, it's great. Like it's the way it's designed. If you had a huge downpour of rain, everything's going to be dry inside. Um, and it's got these like rigid dividers inside it so you can easily separate your fly reels, you know, spare fly boxes and everything and, and put it in that, that bag. It's easy to carry around, really good strap. It's a good size. It's kind of small enough that you could actually get it under a gunnel or um, yeah, it just makes storage that, that really, really easy. But for comp- competitive fly fishers or anyone fishing out of a boat, uh, check it out, the Orvis uh, waterproof boat bag. 100%. I'm going to give a shout out to the Sims Solarflex hoodie. Uh, <laughs> I can smell it from here, yeah. mate. <laughs> Being the poor uni student student I am, I only bought one Solarflex hoodie to go to Bowen in. That's all you need. One shirt for a fishing trip. I washed it every night, admittedly. But <laughs> testament to that, they are so lightweight, they dry so quickly, mm. which is just an amazing feature, I think. Especially travelling. Even if you had two or three, having something that dries quickly is like the best. And almost full sun coverage, like it comes right up your chest area so you're not going to get burnt on that lower chest. The hood covers the sides of your face. Yeah. You put some sunnies and a hat on. It and pretty much covers everything, yeah. 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 yeah, I wear the hood a lot too. I was, oh, that I always wear me. the hood. Yeah. 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 Um, it's kind of, it's light enough that you don't really know it's there. Yeah, oh, definitely. And you think, oh, I'm wearing a rashy with a hood. But it, they actually look all right. I reckon they look good. Yeah. yeah. It's the new fashion. Yeah. It's like wearing blazers to the Commonwealth fly fishing competition. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Is it? Uniform. Uniform. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what, a bit of new stuff as well. Have we talked about the new Sims boots? No. No. The G4 boots. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah big new product release Huge, by Sims yeah. in their, their new Sims G4 uh, Pro. They call it a pro? Yeah. Mm. Power lock boot. Power lock. That's cool. They're pretty impressive. <laughs> they are very impressive. Heaps of technology packed into a boot. Yeah. Um, I think the, the real story with this boot is the, the traction, right? Like this uh, it comes with studs that mm-hmm. are designed to integrate into the sole really quite easily with the tool that it comes with. Um, they're aluminium based, so they're going to adhere to a rock surface, um, but also have that bite that you're looking for to get through moss and dirt and other stuff on rocks so without doubt it's going to be a really grippy boot and as you can imagine being a part of that g4 range they are tough yeah as nails yeah designed for people fishing every day yeah 
Absolutely. Um, so check them out. They're uh, retailing for seven ninety nine ninety five. Yeah, and cheaper than Gucci shoes. Max, aren't they? Maxi, oh. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. Well, you get one Gucci shoe for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not too. No, look, they're uh, they're priced out there, but you do get uh, a set of studs with them. Now, if you were to buy uh, a premium uh, set of boots, pair of boots, they're around five fifty plus about one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty dollars worth of studs. You got to add on top of that. So the pro, the new pros, they're not. They're actually not as expensive as they seem, and yeah. I think for the quality and for the the grip. You now we all want safety. Uh, you know we, uh, you know, you know, sort of what we do on the rivers and staying upright is very very important. And these things do it better than any other boot on the market. Yeah, and, and they look good. They do. Yeah, yeah. they do look. Good. Yeah, they look cool. <laughs> um, so check them out. Um, what else have we got new? Um, I'm going to give a shout out to more of a service we provide here at the Fly Fisher. Oh. Yeah. Service. Product, service. We sound like a bank. We're selling products <laughs> that are actually services. But Would you like yeah. a mortgage with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, fly tying lessons. So one of our employees, Forbes Linderman, who is arguably one of the best, most patient teachers I've ever met, runs fly tying lessons in here at the shop, at the bar. You have access to all the materials you can imagine that we have here in the store at the Fly Fisher. You can have all the gear or no gear. You can tell Forbesy what you want to tie. Salt water, fresh water, sit down, hour and a half. It definitely goes longer than that just because Forbes is that kind of guy that froths <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, so if you want to book that, you can book online, give us a call or book in store. Yeah. And we work around you. So you tell us when you want to do your lesson and we'll make it happen. Yeah, and the floor is yours. Make yourself at home when you're here. Uh, help yourself to a drink in the fridge and uh, you'll have a great time with Forbesy. You will. He is a, a, actually quite a gifted teacher, that guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, and yeah, it, 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 but I think the, the other point that we should make is whilst Forbesy, you know, it, and it's mostly structured around people getting into fly tying, for those that are wanting to take it to the next level too, Forbesy is experienced. And if there's a particular pattern you're having trouble with and you want someone to give you the instruction, he's your man. And he loves experimenting and trying new things, trying something a little bit different. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's not fixed in the way he does things. No, he's, which he's is good. To... He's the modern fly tire. Yeah, modern. He'll <laughs> love that. <laughs> he would love that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to be described as modern too, wouldn't you, Max? I'm Max very, is I'm very, very modern. Modern, <laughs> modern for the actually. '90s. I am a trendsetter, not modern. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I determine what modern is. Modern, yeah. <laughs> we can cut that out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maxie, you got some products you've been loving lately too, mate. Look, I took uh, the Orvis Guide Sling to New Zealand about a month or so ago, and I just found it fantastic. And I still love my vest, and I think there's a great place for vests, right? They're designed, you know, every nook and cranny for every single thing that you may need. But if you want to simplify things a little bit and take that waist from the front to your back, the Guide Sling worked perfectly for me, and um, it carried everything that I needed. And combining a, a good net recoil and, and a magnet for the net, it just creates the perfect setup. Right? Out of interest, did you use that extra strap that goes around your, your I torso? I did, I did. And that is important. A lot of people, we sort of talk about it with other other friends and, you know, we sort of say it's not that important to clip anybody. but it is. Because if you're climbing down a bank or up a bank, um, the you need it fixed to your body. It Otherwise, it ends up around your neck. Yeah, it yeah. becomes part of, yeah. it feels like a backpack yeah. or a vest when yeah. you've got that strap yeah. on. That's, and and yeah, it's no, it's no big point. deal. It's no big deal clipping it in whatsoever. No. And you're sort of you're fiddling less. You're more organised with the sling pack because 
you know that uh, you know you sort of you, you tend to be better organised rather than reaching and trying to find things as we normally do when we're fly fishing. Um, plus, those sling packs have uh, you know sort of a front storage facilities as well, where you can clip things in and pull things out. So it works perfectly. I was super impressed by it. Yeah, so that that front panel, you've just got the stuff that you mm. you always reaching That's for, right. like nippers, and nippers, and floatants, yep. and um, and forceps, etc. So everything that you immediately, and then of course you've got uh, the um, the tippet dispenser, tippet or tender. Whatever, tender, yeah. which is like you know absolutely fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. So you're not actually reaching for the back of it that much, yeah. But, and so it becomes an invisible vest to a degree because basically it's hiding behind your back. And I actually like not having too much in front of me when I'm uh, when I'm fishing. Perfect for the modern fly fisher. Yeah. Perfect <laughs> for the modern fly fisher and people with. A l- I tend to lean forward a lot in New Zealand because I'm I'm looking <laughs> for fish, so it's like the cormorant pose. <laughs> Sorry, and what are you laughing, Peter? Just picturing it. Though. Just picturing yeah. it. Yeah, mm. it's a beautiful sight. Yeah, yeah. And lines on the catwalks in Milan. Uh, but uh, I tend to get a bit of a sore back if I'm leaning forward for hours and hours on end, and. Uh, uh, that we that that seems to create a perfect counterbalance to that. Have you tricked it up with anything cool? Nothing tricked up. Doesn't really need it. You got a net on there? Yeah, how do you? I find do have a net on net. it. So I the net is attached to the D ring, and a net recoil and the magnet works perfectly. Now there is provision for a net in those in those uh, guide slings, um, uh, but the best net for it is the guide net, which is the long handle net. It's something I'm thinking about buying. It's actually a perfect fit. It's a very, very professional operation. And it's black. <laughs> with that particular it, it's bl- it looks good, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. it does. I think that would be good yeah. for your style. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thank black. You. Yeah. <laughs> Max wears black every day. <laughs> <laughs> Except um, for days when I'm wearing black. Yeah. That, that tippet tender too, I failed to mention when I was talking about the boat bag, but there's, um, that's been integrated into pretty much all the Orvis uh, packs, including that boat bag. Mm. So easy access to your tippet that you're using most. So really, yeah, for, for putting tippet on, all you need is your nippers on the outside of the pack as well and away you go. Something so simple that makes such a difference. Yeah. Crazy. Smart like, that they've integrated it into everything yeah, though, isn't it? Like efficiency is number one when you're on the water, especially in a hot bite. And you want everything there. You don't want to be unzipping bags for tippet or fiddling around. And having it horizontal so you can see what you've got is amazing. Yeah. No time wasted. Um, what next? Fly of the week. Yeah. Oof. Have you got one, Maxie? Well, I do. You want us to I, go first and you I, can have a think? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, you want me to go first? Oh, sure. Please. You go first. No, you go. I'll go. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fly we used um, for the Empowerment Barra when we were up in the Whitsundays uh, is called a Mara Changer by Fulling Mill. It's tied on a Gamma Katsu SL12S, so a really good, strong hook that is resharpenable. Um, and this fly just has so much movement and so accurately mimics the bait fish in the um, Empowerment that it was crazy. Like, And clearly, as soon as those fish did switch on, it was the flight. They just jumped all over it. So the marriage changer comes in three different colours. The main colour we used up there was the chartreuse over the top with a white belly. Um, we also have it in a tan and white. And what's the other colour? Do you remember? One other colour. Chartreuse color. and white. White. Tan and white. Oh, plain white. Plain white. Yeah, tan and white and plain white, which I think for fish feeding on mullet would be unreal. 
Um, I wouldn't just use that fly and barrow though. I reckon it's going to be equally effective on cod or jewies or anything that's got that sort of predatory na- nature is just a, an unreal fly. I reckon if I were tying some up to uh, be throwing at snags, I'd be putting a weed guard on them. So I'd actually trick them up a bit and just tie a weed guard on them. I think um, you should always tie a weed guard on because you can always cut it off. Yeah, if you were tying a fly, definitely. But if you're buying flies, you can always trick them up by putting a weed guard as an addition. Stonfo do uh, little weed guards, actually. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Buy the Stonfo weed guard, tie it on, and away you go. But yeah, Marachanger by Fulling Mill in stock. Um, check them out. They're a really good fly. Maxi. Well, just quickly, before I talk about my favourite fly, I mean, the, the fly selection here is insane at the moment, Andrew. And it just gets better and better. We, it's just it, it's just about everything that's ever been invented is here at the moment. <laughs> um, I feel sorry for all the guys that are uploading all these on the East because it's like a massive amount of Don't feel of sorry for them, Max. You're going to have to stock take them. <laughs> I know. <don't, that's> right. <laughs> um, but uh, look, um, come in and look, you know, seriously, it, just about everything it's, uh, that's possible is here at the moment. So... That's a, that's a fantastic um, sort of job well done. Well, in, the quality is the yeah. thing though, Max. Like, you know, there was a time where we really struggled mm. to find commercially tied flies of quality, mm. but wow, the development has yeah. yeah. just been insane yeah. this last 12 months. Absolutely. Um, with new patterns, better materials. Uh, that's the other thing. So Fulling Mill, you know, arguably the world's best commercial fly company but they're also doing materials now too so we've got a bit of their material that's starting yeah. to drip feed into the store Absolutely. but th- no doubt that the world's best flies are tied with the world's best materials and that's what they've gotten right yeah they've done a fantastic job and look flies can look good and sometimes they look good and pretty but it's also the way that they work on the water the way they float yeah the way they they behave which i and think and is the other reason for their success Absolutely, because they've combined with you know, some of the best anglers in the world to develop these patterns. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, they fish. They really do fish. Yeah. Excellent. Look, I'm going to go for the orange spinner, um, something that uh, we've just currently, fortunately, thankfully, restocked, and it was good timing because uh, our rivers are experiencing that wonderful mayfly hatch period in that we're just about out of that at the moment. But uh, we've gone to, you know, from uh, beautiful mayflies to, you know, to spinners sort of sort of later in the afternoon. I find them a very elegant, we're talking about modern and style and fashion. Uh, they're a very elegant fly and uh, I get very excited when fish are taking spinners. Yeah. So there, there are the ones we have in at the moment, are, uh, they're a fine tone, a little bit like the Macquarie spinners, yeah, I think, yeah. in shape. Yeah. And I quite like those. I don't, don't necessarily like a bulky body, even though at times that does work. Um, so that's my favourite uh, fly at the moment. I hope to put it to the test uh, from uh, late this afternoon and tomorrow. The what other sort of size do you fish those in, Max? I like to fish a sort of 14 as an ideal fly, but up to 12. Yep. I mean, we had um, we had spinner hatches earlier this season uh, up northeast uh, where trout were smashing cozy duns, and then they stopped smashing cozy duns and they started smashing big, fat spinners. So it's good to have a variety of sizes. Cool. If, if you can. The other fly I'm going to quickly mention, I know we only have a choice of one, but uh, the, uh, the the simple good old black woolly bugger with a bead. I normally fish it, fish it unbeaded in, in uh, lakes. I just like that more natural sort of uh, flow that it has. But um, this time last year or the year before, northeast, which is where I'm heading this afternoon, all I did is I tied on one of these little woolly buggers with a gold bead on it 
and fished the deeper pools and the rainbows were absolutely smashing us. That's cool. So we sort of, uh, we've progressed from that lovely mayfly period into trout being hungry, being a little bit more aggressive. Maybe they, they're getting ready for the, for the winter period where food, food source becomes more scarce and they're sort of filling up before that period. But anyway, I'm going to be tying one of these woolly buggers and just being lazy and just <laughs> casting it, let it sink, and hopefully there's rainbows around smashing, smashing it like there were a year or so ago. Not many people do it or think of doing it, do they? The stream of fishing on the Big rivers. in the States. Yeah. Massive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're gurus at it, no doubt. Yeah. I, think we, I think we all should do it a little bit more often, especially if things go quiet and there's nothing happening, yeah. there's nothing wrong. We're trying to incite a bite rather than a, a trout reacting to what they're eating. Have we? We haven't talked about our Goulburn float, have we? Oh no! Yeah. So wow, that's another huge talking thing, yeah. streamer fishing. Um, we floated the Goulburn River and fished specifically sinking lines with big articulated streamers. Big, big sex dungeons and things. Yeah, like that. and we had a bloody a whale of a time, didn't we, with Michael Huron? Double yep. hookups and everything. It's just next level fishing. Yeah. We were with the right guy, oh, mind yeah. you. Like, yeah. you know, he had the raft and, he, and the knowledge. Um, but, yeah, geez, that, that Goulburn River, it has some angry trout in it that don't mind eating big streamers. So don't discount that style of fishing. Um, but, yeah, the Goulburn, I think, is still fishing so well. Get up there while you can. Yeah, definitely. Peter, are you, you got to come up with a fly yet, mate? Are you, I've who, gone, who are you texting? Are I've you, gone through about three flies. What's the ASX? What's happening on the ASX? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my friend Alan Kohler. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gone through about three different flies that I'm going to talk about today, but one that's really exciting for this time of year, it is Chris Dawes Depth Control. Oh, yeah. So that's a fly that comes in one size, but different bead sizes. So there's three different bead sizes and an unweighted fly. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, three different bead sizes and unweighted fly. They're all size 14 mm. um, and perfect for New Zealand here when you need to get that nymph in front of the fish's nose. Yeah. Like you know that the 2.5 mil bead or the unweighted version or the 2 mil is the right depth yeah. without changing fly size. Very slim pheasant tail fly. Simple looking fly, mm. but something you can have in a range of bead sizes. Chris Dor is one of the gurus down in the bottom of the South Island of New Zealand, and the man knows trout, and that is one of his go-to patterns. So it's yeah. really good, you know, and great to see it come to market by the team at Manic Tackle Project. Yeah. Awesome so fly. Thanks to those guys. That was on my list. I was going to talk about that fly. Yeah. So since it came in, I've been very impressed with it, and I'm going to trial it uh, this weekend. I love the fact that you can obtain that e- extra depth uh, through the bead size, but not scale up on the hook size or the fly size. Yeah. And in places like New Zealand, my experience there, the nymphs that I catch trout on are normally smaller nymphs, size 14, 16, sometimes 18. And this fly pretty much gets you down there without sort of um, encroaching on what the fly, what the trout would like to eat. Yeah, definitely. And if I could give out shout-out to another fly, mm. uh, it would be the articulated trout slider. Ooh. Mm. Just from our drift on the Goulburn. Yeah. So that's an articulated big meat fly, of course. Yeah, that one worked well. That, that worked well. Yeah, that's why I'm shouting it out. <laughs> and it's very, they're very fun to fish the way they move through the water. Yeah. Um, it's just next level. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can fish that dead drift as well and they still munch it. Oh, it just has so much movement. Marabou, rubber legs. It, yeah. Mm. Crazy stuff. And it comes in different colours. It comes in a copper and a silver. Yeah. Copper worked better on the day, I think. Yeah. They both caught fish, but 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, just to have the two colours there, it's mm. yeah, 100%. It's a fun way to fish. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, it's a next level way to fish. I mean, I'm not sure it's like on its day, it would be the most productive. But generally speaking, it's probably not the most productive. Definitely not. I, but man, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, we had fish white rising to mayfly on that day. Mm. They're not going to really eat a articulated. Fly. We didn't have the floating lines. Yeah, up, I, I broke a rod. That Little had, incident. The only floating line rod. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my fourth rod broken for the last 12 months. Oh, mate. You're a disgrace. <laughs> I shouldn't have admitted that on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you win the award. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Where are we fishing next? Uh, well, Max, tell us more about where you're going, mate. So heading northeast around the Mansfield area, Marijig, and uh, we'll just be looking at a few of the streams, probably more of a, like a reconnaissance. We'll just go from stream to stream and see what it's doing and how it's fishing, what the levels are like. And uh, reports are great, river levels are great, and we've cracked it for a couple of reasonable days. So uh, that's where I'll be heading, and I can't wait to get out there. It's been, it's been a while. Awesome, mate. We can't hit, wait to hear how it all goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter? Um so last week I snuck out for a bit of a dirty spin fish. <laughs> I, I need to cleanse myself. Did you? You can't say that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Yeah. Um, wash your hands. <laughs> wash my mouth out. Yeah. Get the Listerine. Um, in the metro area, so the Yarra, Maribyrnong, Patterson Lakes. Um, but as soon as the rivers drop a little bit, I'll be out there with the fly rod fishing next to pylons, cool. cobblestone banks, like artificial banks for flies, for flies, for brim with lightly weighted flies. <laughs> They're a good prospect on a fly rod, aren't they? The oh, yeah. Hard, hard, hard to target on the fly, I think. Yeah. Hard, one of the harder fish just because of the way they bite. And also fly fishing on a footpath with people riding bikes and things like that. But, yeah, bloody rewarding. Yeah. yeah. The bigger the challenge, the bigger the reward. That's right. And stripping into a broom is a good feeling. Yeah. 100%. I think was, as soon as you've had some success fly fishing for brim, it makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most efficient and most productive way to catch Definitely. Them. Yeah, I agree. Especially flats fishing for them too. It's we got, we've got it. an episode specific to brim. We right? do, with Carl Jones. Yeah. Probably one of the better brim fly fishermen in Victoria. Sorry, Max. That's all right. Give that one a listen, guys. Yeah, definitely. Give it a interested listen. Interested in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Fuller, where are you off to? I'm off to Tassie on Monday. Um. I, Max is this is like what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is used to me. It's not in the I, roster. I, I, yeah, exactly. I found a little opening in the roster, <laughs> so I'm just going to dart over there. Um, mostly, it'll be with a paintbrush in the hand, but I hope to get a bit of a, a fish in late season fish on the on the lakes up there, and we'll see how we go. Late so season streamer fish. Awesome. Look forward to reporting in. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on another episode of Behind the Counter. There's plenty of feature-length episodes to check out at the moment. Uh, that one with John Hankey out of Fly Fish Australian Flats is really, really a gem. And we've also got a few more in the works in the likes of Christmas Island uh, putting together a fly selection. So keep your eye out for that. As always, see you next time. Cheers, guys. Catch you later.